Hello, hello. The weekly or bi-weekly. Was it bi-weekly? Two times a week? I think bi-weekly can mean both two times a week and every other week, weirdly. Hmm. That doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> Is that like deer as in the animal? Is it deer as in a loved one? Maybe I'm wrong about that. Like, maybe bi-weekly does mean twice is a it, week. Because it, it could be bi-weekly is bi-weekly, and then bi, we don't know it. We never realize it. It could be like B-Y-E weekly, which means <laughs> so you, you two times a week. Bi-week. <laughs> yeah. With an umlaut over the E. Got it. Um, uh, this is your bi-weekly, twice channel. weekly. Yeah. 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 Twice weekly reminder, the annoying reminder. Sign up for Discord channel. It, it, it's uh, not easy to do, but that's where you're going to find the genesis of a lot of our major double media content. It's going to be uh, for the time being our central hub for our upcoming studio, our TV shows, etc. Uh, besides that, if if you um, you know don't love all those things, you don't have to love it because you can just enjoy the wonderful community uh, of smart people and smart asses uh that make up the major doma media discord channel the easiest way to sign up is at majordomamedia.com there's a link click on that link sign up for discord it's uh what all the young people do and uh if i can figure it out you can figure it out and if you hate people like i do and you hate us but you still want wonderful discount codes that's the you know that's a good enough reason to sign up for discord um we have some links for some wonderful discount codes to Any Day Cookware, Athletic Brewing, uh, the team there, uh, Bill Schufelt, etc. They're just making some of the best stuff out there um, for non-alcoholic beverages. I think the best, um, Cometeer Coffee. If you haven't tried Cometeer, you need to. It will change your coffee drinking game. Um, maybe not so for super food snobs, coffee snobs. I think for even the coffee snobs, with the exception of James Murphy, they'll say they like it, but they can't admit it. It's like saying, I love Taylor Swift, but I can't say that publicly. You know? I have a specific use case, but I have, I have like an ultra, ultra, ultra coffee snob friend who orders Cometeer in advance of his arrival whenever he goes to his in-law's house, to his parents' house, anywhere he knows he's not going to have all of his coffee gear, he's like, well, Cometeer's the only solution. But publicly, he says... Yeah, he's like, oh, I don't know. <laughs> and of course, all things Momofuku, um, we're going to have Marguerite and Melissa, who is from City Capital uh, this week or next week, Want to talk about the new big fundraise for Momofuku Goods? Um, thank you for all the support, guys. Uh, we have a, a very, very exciting company. We're making products that hopefully you've tried now: the air dry noodles, the salts, the spices, the soy, the tamari, and uh, our chili crunch, um, and that chocolate bar that everyone loves so much that I didn't think I was going to like, but is quite delicious. We have a discount code there. Uh, for all the Momofuku products, or you can visit us at places like Target, Whole Foods, Wegmans. We're in like 4,500 locations now, uh, nationwide. Um, yeah. So sign up and uh, let's get on to the show.
This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a very delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a very delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Dylan Media. Thank you, Yola Tango, as always. We have ourselves a little bit of an update about Las Vegas. We're going to talk about some food hacks. We're going to do a quick how-to menu, and then we will do an Ask Dave. It was supposed to be an Ask Dave after dark, but, you know, we're we're old people now. So... <laughs> Yeah, we're 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 just we're not quite a a a r p, but now we got to do it. Ask Dave in the afternoon. <laughs> Ask Dave in the afternoons. The sober the sober Ask Dave in the afternoons. Um, we just finished recording in Vegas, also, so this is our first first time back. But I think people, Gabby, can correct me if I'm wrong. I think people are going to hear this before they hear our epic Vegas episodes, the epic conclusions of our bar, sports, food, drinking, uh, month just because we need a little extra time to extract all that audio. But that's coming. So this is uh, a little a little tiny bit out of order. But uh, with my I was in Vegas to, again, record this podcast. Um, <laughs> we had some restrictions about how we could describe it, but it was hoops and hops at the Cosmopolitan. Uh, but I was also there to do a Chateau Margot dinner at the Bellagio Hotel with Jean-Georges Von Drichten and Michael Mina, two superstar chefs. And so I didn't get to see Chris outside of the podcast. They ditched me. Gabby was there as well. We're going to get Gabby's thoughts on her Vegas experience. My Vegas experience was really limited to my hotel room. Um, I was uh, given an electric wheelchair. You might have seen that on social media. It saved my life, but I was also extremely awkward um, <laughs> driving that thing around, getting into elevators. Um, because it was so awkward, I just, I did a, I did the, I think nobody has ever done less in Las Vegas than me in my time there. Did you, did you, uh, did you park it inside or outside of your room? Parked it inside. Okay. They told me to park it inside. So, and when you reverse in that thing, it goes beep, 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 extremely loudly. I tried my best to figure out how to dampen that sound. So, um, 
you know, when you're reversing, so the only way I could be in an escalator or elevator is dead center in the elevator. So people that would walk in would have to be on the right and left side. So it really felt like I had a, a danger sign on the back saying wide load every time <laughs> I reversed out of there because I wasn't quite good enough with the reversing of it to time. So, so you have to understand, when an el- there are six elevator bays in the hotels in the Cosmopolitan. Whenever it opens, like I, I'm moving a little bit slower than someone could walk, so I don't have time to uh, reverse into the elevator. I got to go <laughs> face first, head so first your into back, it. Your back is to the door. Yeah, just my back is to the door. <laughs> so I'm sitting there, and <clears throat> I'm uh, three feet high, and everybody else is like staring down at me. So I had to wear a hat and just like keep my head down out of the embarrassment, and then. Every time the door would open, they can't get through unless I leave first. So I have to back out. So every time I had to beep, 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 they're all staring at me. And they are all startled as well because they're like, God damn, that sound is fucking, sounds like a car alarm. For those reasons alone, I didn't do anything. I know, I know that your wheelchair was making that beeping sound without you telling me that because... You had walked out a door. I didn't know where you went when you finished recording our podcast. And I was like, where'd Dave go? And then I heard, beep, 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 and looked in the hallway, and there you were. But then you did. You had a little fun with it. I saw you doing some donuts in that hallway. Slow speed donuts. Well, that was about it. Um, Chris and Gabby and Chris's wife, they had the best time ever with Noel. Like, they totally ditched me. Um, Just, yes, it's true. And I was saddened that nobody wanted to hang out with me in my hotel watching YouTube on the TV. <laughs> First of all, I would have done No one that. said, hey, Dave, do you want to get something to eat? Can we, can we eat with you? I ate secret pizza by myself. I have video. I, I, I ate it in the elevator bay on the third floor in the corner. Like, like huddle over the corner so no one could see me. This is also, uh, I mean, first of all, you eating alone, you you hanging out watching YouTube videos in your hotel room while traveling somewhere. It's not something you only do when you have a back injury and are bound to a wheelchair. But but the, the, the reason why it's okay when I have done that voluntarily so is it's an, it, I've elected to do so. I elect <laughs> I to I'm do just, these things. I'm just saying, I remember the so first I'm, time I'm, I'd... I'm, I'm, just eating pizza secret. You had so you have you were eating secret pizza secretly in a corner, basically. The double yeah. secret. <laughs> oh my god. Chang has so a, a pizza box facing the wall. Facing facing a wall with a pizza box in the lap of his wheelchair, just eating by himself. I got and, and here's the other thing. I knew I was gonna be so bored. I brought some edibles, but I was like, it's like seven o'clock. I'm on a lot of painkillers that make me extremely tired. I'm getting off the opioids. That makes me sad. And I'm on these new new nerves things. It was just too hard to walk around. But um, So I needed to do something. And I, what I wanted to do was eat till I was sort of almost unhappy. But that tiredness, I wanted to induce being tired. Mm-hmm. Right? So it was the first time in my life I actually, sh- you know, I tried to shoot the moon on eating. 
So I would be tired, not because I wanted to overindulge. Mm -hmm. So I loaded up on doughy Sicilian pizza. I got three slices, and I got one slice of pepperoni mushroom. And I got a fifth slice that I never really got into. And I ate four of those slices huddled in that corner looking like a lunatic. And I achieved my goal. I was like, I am full. This is going to weigh me down. I'm going to feel yeah. sluggish, lethargic. Check plus. I did it. I hit it. I hit the mark. You did some homeopathic anesthesiology. Mm. Just put yourself. Took to some ivermectin. It was great. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, though, before I, I want to hear what Gabby's face experience is, but I just to close the loop on Dave alone in his hotel room watching YouTube videos. Yes, it was justified this time. But I remember my first trip ever to Copenhagen, <laughs> to Denmark. I did sit in your hotel room with you instead of going out, and we just watched the G.I. Joe movie in segments on YouTube. That's what we did during my first trip to Copenhagen. Well, let me tell you what I watched, Chris Yang. Something I never thought I'd go down. I went down a rabbit hole that I never thought was possible. I, I went down the black-pink rabbit hole. <laughs> What did you <laughs> it started with Netflix? I saw the documentary because I was like, "Fuck it, you know what?" Like, I, 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 I just finished Perfect Match. I got to watch something else. I'm not into Dancing 100, you know. I'm gonna watch. I, and I and I already finished Kroll's History of the World Part Two. There was only one option. I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just." This is one of those things. I'm gonna just watch it, and I it was riveting. That Netflix documentary on Blackpink was riveting. That. Open Pandora's box, and I spent the next 36 hours watching everything that was ever made on them in YouTube. You have Rosie. She's from Australia. You have Jisoo. She's the eldest. She's the, the, the Nuna of the, the bunch. And people think she's the most beautiful, and she's a lead singer. Rosie's also the lead singer. And then you have uh, Lisa, a Thai. I didn't realize she was taught from Thailand. She speaks many mm. languages, and she's the dancer. Of the four. She also cr just recently came out with a, her own uh, solo album that is really blowing up the charts. And then you have, what's her name? Jeannie. She's from New Zealand. And she's like also a rapper singer. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was my Vegas trip. Hey, Gabby, how was your Vegas? What happened? I think it was like one of the best trips I've ever taken for sure. Sorry, Dave. She, she literally said it was one of her. What did you say, Gabby? It was your top top three trips of all time. Yeah, it's my top three trips to Vegas of all time because it's the only time I've been. Um, but I just ate wait, wait, preface. some of the best. Was food. it awesome because of Chris? No. Okay. It was good. I love that you said that so confidently. Thank you. Uh, well, I, I ate dinner with Chris the first two nights, and basically Chris at these very nice restaurants ordered everything for the table, which meant that um, I couldn't screw it up. And I got to eat some of the best food I've ever Where did had. you eat? Had, where, where did you eat? We had Momo for the first time. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. I did. Hold on. <laughs> Next. Hold on. Hold on. No, 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 no. Let's not, let's just, let's, let's not gloss this over. What did you buy? Somebody told me this. You didn't tell me this. Gabby didn't tell me this. But you bought some backup food because you were nervous that the food at Momofuku was going to be too spicy for you. I didn't know if it was going to be too spicy, if maybe there wouldn't be like a lot that I would enjoy there. I didn't know what I was getting into. So I bought a family-sized bag of Cheez-Its just in case <laughs> I needed something to pick me up 
after she, she, dinner. She, she toddlered herself. And, she, brought, she brought like rice cakes just in case. The and eat. I know that it was a good call because the one night, I stayed a night extra, and the one night that I was left to my own devices, all I, what I had for dinner was a huge milkshake and like several handfuls of the Cheez-Its. So what I'm saying is it's better when the food choices are not in my control, which is probably why it was well, so I'm good. Sure the team at Momofuku Las Vegas, Victor at all, made it wonderful. And I'm sure you guys got, I would also, I, I know, I, I'm not saying it's over. I say that as a joke because it's awesome. So, all right. I'm glad you had, you, you ate at Momofuku Las Vegas in the Cosmo, second floor, the best restaurant in, in, in Cosmopolitan. I'm not afraid to say it. Got totally crushed. Did we did a we did a duck bosom back to back bang bang, which is aggressive but worthwhile. I hope they charge you for everything. <laughs> they charged me double. I got I got good. the Chris Yang discount, the double good. the good, double good, price. Good, good. And then next dinner. The the second dinner, where did we go, Chris? It was um it was a lot. <laughs> We went to a uh, Spiegel World restaurant down on the fourth floor called Super Frico, where it's just like a, a weird, uh, sexy circus. While you Spiegel World, is, that that that's Asa Akira's management. They're is it? porn. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, it was really fun to watch all of that with Chris next to me. Um, <laughs> I wasn't so, next to you. First of all, stop throwing me under the bus here, Gabby. I know you think you're going to get points for this, but I was not sit, sat next to you. In fact, you were sat. So next you to went Ira. to a like a burlesque show. It's not a burlesque. Burlesque adjacent. Show. Yeah. Hmm. Carnival. It was a oh. circus show more than anything. Well, that's that's HR hot zone for you. <laughs> that's real. They tight. made they made they made fresh mozzarella right next to our table. And Chris says it wasn't him, but somebody told the guy making the mozzarella that I was homeschooled, <clears throat> uh, which I just need to fight the allegations of that very quickly. You're, you're not? I'm not homeschooled. No, this Seems like somebody's so spreading this, a rumor. This backfired so badly. Somebody, somebody, it was not me. Somebody else at the table said that Gabby was homeschooled and the guy pulling the mozzarella was like, so am I. <laughs> <laughs> which got us in some trouble. All right, and then that was your that was your that made your Las Vegas experience the best ever. I mean, I had a great time. I got to gamble. We did an escape room the next morning. That was very fun. We got out of the escape room. Thanks for the invite. I I could have had wheelchair assistance, but didn't get the invite. You need to be able to escape your own room to do this escape room. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Gabby. I had bong that bar. Like I was... had bong bar by myself. Um, and they charged me. My own restaurant charged me. <laughs> that was nice. <laughs> uh, I love that. Um, I love that. And then I ga I gambled for thirty minutes, uh, and I uh, the variance was massive, up huge, then down huge, and I was like, I can't tell Grace I lost money. So, honey, if you're listening, I didn't lose money. Did you wheel up to a table on the main casino floor? Is that what you did? No, I didn't. I I parked it, took the keys, and then I hobbled over to a table. You tossed the keys in the ballet. And then I, played, played. I played blackjack at a table that was very expensive. And mm -hmm. again, just so you know, don't ever play tables that are six to five odds. You know, most they're they're doing that a lot of times now. Just find a three to two table. But the higher end, higher limit blackjack tables 
where um, the dealer will stand on a soft 17 and it's also three to two. So, you know. Hey, how real, how how often have you sat at a table where they legitimately brought in a cooler as a dealer? Does that happen to you? It feels like it happens all the time. And I happen to be the cooler (laughs) myself. Fair. So uh, what else, what else happened um, from quickly for me? And that's what I ate at Bong Bar. I ate pizza. That's all I ate. Um, That's all I ate because uh, Oh, and I was pounding diet Red Bulls. Mm, same. Because the medicine I take makes me so sleepy. And then I, I, I left. Uh, thank you to Jude Parasickles, executive chef of Major Domo and Max Ng, who runs all our culinary operations from New York. They flew in. They did all the work. I did nothing um, for this big Chateau Margot dinner. Um, and I ate. I ate a lot of John George foods and Michael Mina's food, and I ate a lot of our food. That's what I did. Uh, how heavily were the guests imbibing Chateau Margot and Jerobombs or whatever some of that, that was of some of that, I drank some of that garbage. <laughs> you know, I was like, fine. <laughs> what I what I wanted to just say quickly was, uh, I posted something about a Methuselah of uh, Crystal twenty two thousand two. That's right. There is a Nebuchadnezzar, a Salamanzar, a Mechalana, something, something. They come huge, like to 20, 40 liters. But they had, for a cocktail, we did the canapes. We did the Cobar burger with foie. We did these foie, uh, tuna foie tarts. And then we also served the chickpea uni dish. That probably should explain those down the road because they got good stories. Um, to the guests. And we were there, and I brought my wheelchair out, and I parked it, and I'm in there, and I'm seeing them pour this thing. It was amazing. It was, I mean, like, totally over top and totally ridiculous. I just wanted to say, the I, commenters are just, you can mostly I ignore them, but they're just, many comments are either, how do you keep it cold? I can't believe we're drinking, like, room temp champagne. Dumbass, right? And the other one is, you elitist fucks. Compost the rich. <clears throat> I, I I had to just check some of these people that wrote these comments. They're all happen to be like wine people that own bottle stores. You know what is like the fucking bougiest fucking thing to be? A natural wine person <laughs> that sells natural wine at a fucking store. Jesus fucking the hypocrisy is too too great. And it's not me. I'm not fucking buying this shit i just wanted to showcase how ridiculous this fucking thing was anyway uh i thought that little the I, I, is there a name do you know the name for that little i honestly thought the, it was a sex dungeon machine <laughs> without the bottle i was like what the fuck is that honestly I've never seen that. i was like what is that i've never seen it I, I it looked like something that you would find in a uh, like a what was that religious cult that actresses uh, actors were were part of like what is it x LXLM something that's what I thought it was uh from it looked like something that because it had a black strap to it too I'm totally (laughs) I was looking I was like what the fuck is this right and when they wheeled out this Methuselah which is a six liter thing of champagne I was like oh and I still didn't understand how it worked (laughs) right I mean I guess it makes sense because how else do you pour 
a gigantic six liter bottle of champagne. Anyway, it was a pretty cool looking single use um, sex Chris, toy we, slash. We we drank a Methuselah, mind you, at um, um, in Napa at Stanley Cheng's house. Oh, that's right, that's right. But they he just he just poured it with one hand, <laughs> just held that thing up and poured it. Uh, that little, little Craig device is pretty cool, though. At Heston Vineyards. Anyway, I, I, I'm so happy that Gabby had the best time ever. And uh, Chris, you know, thanks for the invite. I mean. and, and, and just shout out to John George and, and Michael Mina. Like, I don't know how those guys do what they do at, at such a high level. But John George, this is his 50th anniversary of cooking professionally. Uh, and that shit. guy is opening up like so many goddamn places. The Tin Building, he's opening up in Mar- he opened up Marrakesh. He's got a couple other projects. Unbelievable what him and his team are doing. So big shout out to them. Um, and uh, yeah, that was our Vegas. How are you feeling, by the way, overall? Today, I feel much better. Um, yeah. The doc- I- I'm getting a second opinion this week, but um, today I feel better. That's feeling better with the pain meds, number one. Without pain meds, not, 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 not good. But um, I'm hopeful that this thing is moving around, this bone fragment. Um, so anyway, no, no need to talk more about that. <laughs> Gabby wants us to talk about this. I don't understand why. But Jack in the Box is partnering with Mint Mobile on a new milkshake. <laughs> I will tell you that Mint Mobile was just sold to T-Mobile. Ryan Reynolds' company for $1.3 billion. Yeah, well, it's hard being that. It's hard looking as ugly as he does without money. You know, I have not met, never met him in person, but people speak very highly of him. And he has a marketing firm that does a lot of creative, creative like ad stuff. They're very, very good. He seems to really know what, what's up. But I saw a commercial for that Mint Oreo, Mint Mobile milkshake, and I was... Man, food collabs everywhere. I have to defend myself real quick that this was a Chris contribution, the Mint Mobile shake. This is not a this is not a Gabby original. Oh, this is Chris. Wow. Yeah. Gabby seems to think that her job here is to is to make an enemy out of me, which is not not uh, going to work out for you, Gabby. I um I saw this thing and speaking of food collabs, I sort of I was thinking about food collabs because uh, Anthony Mint came over to my in-laws' house for dinner recently, and he was like, "Did you? How did you hear him? Did you hear him? <laughs> he was like, I brought a gift for you, <laughs> and he had brought an air fryer because he's become an air fryer evangelist." Uh, and I was like, I looked at this thing, and it looks sleek. It's 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 a huge air fryer. He brought this for me, and I didn't recognize this logo. And you know, whatever the air fryer, I'm I'm to be totally honest with you, man. I might I might like these things. This thing's pretty cool. <laughs> but is it from? It's, it's from uh, the Get- Ghetto Gastro, right? It's not from Ghetto Gastro. It's a collab between a company called Crux and the whatever DJ music producer Marshmallow. I don't. I mean, where's the crazy? So hat? that's what Anthony Mint's been up to. He's just fucking hawking. Hawking air fryers just, these days, huh? Just hawking air fryers. Uh, but he's 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 really excited about air fryers. He also was really excited about a. This is the kind of conversations you have with Anthony Mint is things that he's put in his air fryer 
and new ways he's found of segmenting citrus. <laughs> these, these are the things that he, he's been, we talked about. Anthony Min from Northern Virginia, also the co-founder, creator of uh, Mission Street Chinese, um, and a collaborator with Chris Yang, and a notorious whisper. <laughs> notorious whisper, exactly. He talks like this. And he doesn't expect you to come closer. He gets further away. <laughs> Lean in. Can't hear anything he says. Lean in. Um. Anyway, I wanted. I never got a chance to explain the hack that I created. We were gonna do. You know, these are sort of again. If, if, listening, and you're like, "What's going on?" We're we're sort of like pre-seasoning, pre-season testing out some concepts when we open up the studio, but. One of which is hacks and, and, and culinary shortcuts. This one I want, I, I've been wanting to talk about. It involves the any day. Um, and I will say that you can use other things, but it, the any day, it's any day specific. And it's really not something that I think is novel, but it's a game changer for me. And I just did it today. I have a problem when I make food for my family. I don't know how to make a small batch. Hmm. I make Same. massive, massive batches. You know, like one chicken will be a, a lot of chicken soup. Not enough for two kids, myself, and Grace. It's just too much. Like, even one chicken is too much. You know, uh, a package of pasta is too much. Right? Uh, I, whatever I make, it's usually too much. I, on that trip to Mexico City, when we went, what I had done was I, I to prepare everything. I just prepped everything out, and I um, I made full meals, whether they're like chicken teriyaki or you know steamed broccoli or whatever. And I just would put it in various container sizes of any day, label it, freeze it, so it was easier to reheat the foods for the kids while we were gone. What has happened now is, and it's amazing because. I would recommend this when you're freezing it because I've never had a problem putting it directly in the microwave. You freeze something in the any day, you can go directly into the microwave. I don't think there's any issue with letting it defrost, but um, I still defrost it a little bit. So, you know, the temperature changes and it's so dramatic, but I have done it uh, straight from freezer um, to the microwave, not having any issues. Um, full, full power? Yeah, full power. Hmm. Uh, so what I've done is, when I make a big batch of food, so instead of serving it directly to my family, like right now I made a chickpea pasta. I got a, I tasted something from Jimmy Kimmel uh, a while back, and he, he makes this pasta with chickpeas and olive oil and Parmesan, delicious. And I think he got it from Chris Bianco. And anyway, uh, I needed to change it up for my kids, so I made it today, and I made a big batch of fusilli pasta. So like one package, that's way too much food, right, for your family. I, while dishing it out into the serving bowl for lunch today, I got a medium size any day and I put like half of it in there. I could have taken two super small guys, I don't know the name, and put them in there. You know, I made uh, like a cream sauce rigatoni last week. I did the same. It's great for pasta, any kind of protein, whatever. Chicken soups, anything I make now, I, I force myself to... Put it into an any day. Hmm. And I freeze it. Hmm. And then I forget about it. <laughs> and then and then whenever you need something, 
It's right there. So, like, you're making something super fresh. Freezing is the best way to ensure quality of food. It just is. Frozen foods are delicious because of that. Now, I'm making, I think, delicious food. I can now, instead of, like, having it sit in my fridge, collecting, and I hate food waste, and no one will ever eat that because I'm trying to always cook new stuff all the time. And sometimes, by the time you get to the leftovers and you eat the leftovers, there's still leftovers left. Now... My refrigerator is immaculate. It makes me so happy to open up a refrigerator, very organized. And you know what's sitting in my refrigerator? If there is something, it's in an any day container. Hmm. And I can just microwave it immediately. I'm trying to figure out how to, to respond to this without it sounding like we planned this or that this is some sort of, yeah, like this is a scripted infomercial. I don't give a fuck if it is because it's fucking awesome. <laughs> no, 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 no. Because what I want to say makes it sound like you and I talked about this before. But legitimately, you had a – I missed our production meeting beforehand, and you were coming up with what to say. I, I swear to God, I haven't slept well for, like, for six days for some reason. And so I've been waking up at 4.15 in the morning just unable to go back to sleep. It's called old age, fucker. <laughs> As I lay there this morning – uh exactly old age just resisting just trying to just trying to decide whether i needed to get up to pee or not <laughs> or if i could make it i thought about this exact fucking thing you were talking about because we came home from a week away we were we were in vegas before that i was in sonoma i came home and i opened our refrigerator and it was just three generations of leftovers sitting in there none of which my family had eaten because this was another thing. I was thinking about this and, and just thinking about cooking for the family in general. Yes, I overcook. Yes, I cook batches that are too big. But I also try to do things that you know you and I have talked about a lot, which is I'm going to cook one big piece of meat and then use it six different ways. The problem is that those leftovers are good. That big piece of meat is good the next day, the day after. But my family doesn't want to fucking eat it. They don't want to eat the same thing two times in a row. They just patently refuse and so when we came home i looked at my fridge and it was just so much wasted food a bunch of leftovers that nobody ate because they didn't want to eat it two times in a row and i was legitimately this morning laying in bed thinking to myself i need to fix this problem and i have no earthly idea how to solve this exact problem that you just described which is to say portion it out put it in any day stack it in the freezer and then you it does, it's not leftover here's the thing it's not leftovers it's prep and food. that's the it's fucking crazy thing. It's prep food. food. You're meal planning. And it's it's not leftovers because if you freeze it immediately, that's like, again, nobody's going to have a blast freezer in their house so you can, you know, chill it down immediately. Maybe somebody does. But um, it's, a, it's a fucking su such a such a simple idea that will change your home cooking life. It will. I took for lunch today. You know what I did? I left out a big large deep of chicken vegetable soup um like and just defrosted it and then i microwaved it for like 12 minutes in the in the any in the microwave that's what they're eating right now hmm. it was hmm. it's fucking a game changer man i can't tell you and it reduces the amount of food you have in your refrigerator by dramatically like dramatically so game. So if you do, if and, you do pasta, and now my do? walk, my free, my freezer looks just all any days. It's amazing. It looks nice too. It looks nice to see. So nice. Stack. And I'm labeling. What do, you, what do you do? You have to label. 
what do you do with like, let's say you make whatever a few silly pasta you you freeze it as is and then you would you let it defrost and then just microwave and it's just no you know, I, I just pop adding... it in. so a lot of times I I, I I haven't had any issues knock on wood so um, like I made uh, creamy tomato pasta and the smaller the smallest those are my favorite size any days for families. I don't know the name of it. I can never remember. But the smallest ones where it actually mm-hmm. doesn't have metal. It's just a silicone lid. I love that size because if I put, I put pasta in there, right, freeze it, I know that's perfect amount of food for two small children, right? Perfect mm-hmm. amount. Mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about making them. So, like, what I hate is making food that I know that I got to make another dish for my kids. I now can just... I have so much optionality now. It, it has saved me so much fucking time. I'm overjoyed with this result. And I do think as much as I loved any day and using the microwave, this is now a fucking no-brainer. This is a guarantee. I'm giving you a TC guarantee that if you cook this way, it will change your life. You may, hmm. you may find God in the process. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I zoned out. I started thinking just yesterday we came home. We didn't have time to cook and Keith was demanding seaweed with rice. And I was just trying to explain to him that I didn't have rice, but I'm just going to fill a oh, bunch you know of what little you, you small ones with rice. Yeah. With rice. Pack them in there. It works beautifully. Works better than packing them into a plastic, whatever. And then trying yes. to like wait for it to. And you might ask, well, then... yeah, you can put it in another glass container, but then you have to defrost and then you got to put another container. This is a, it's your freezing vessel. And your reheating and then serving vessel. This has turned into an infomercial, I realize. But I'm only doing this. Be- this is a risky move because I know it's going to change people's games. I feel very confident about this. <laughs> I'm going to – no, I mean, it sounds like this, – this sounds totally pre-planned. But I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a picture of what my stupid refrigerator looks like right now. Just like a bunch of food I have to throw away because nobody wanted to eat it two days in a row. It's I mean, grotesque. No problems. It, the freezer – so here's now the problem. I now have to cook just to stock up the freezer. <laughs> and I don't mind that. When I came back from, the, from Vegas, I was like, whoa. Grace now could just cook. She cooked lunch and dinner for three days. And I, that obliterated my, my any day freezer collection. Mm-hmm. So now mm-hmm. I have to like stock up again. So I was excited to make this chickpea pasta thing. I was like, okay, there's one more thing I can put. I know my kids are going to like it. Ready to go. I love this. You're just making your own little, whatever, hungry man dinners in there, your own little leaf yeah. cuisines in your own freezer. That's pretty sick. I like that. Man, that is gonna, that's going to fix some stuff for me. No joke. All right, let's take another quick break, and then we're going to get into a, a quick how-to menu. Maybe it won't be so quick, but uh, and then we'll get into Ask Dave. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. Have you, Chris, visited any restaurants in person 
that you never visited in person before but only got delivery from? Ah, um, probably, but I, but one of the things that, but I know what you're talking about. Recently, I was driving down York Boulevard in Highland Park and spotted six or seven restaurants that I have only ordered from and never seen in person. Right. Well, like, oh, there's my pizza place. Yesterday, I finally went to Golden Deli in uh, Arcadia. And I think there's a couple locations, but Golden Deli is not necessarily new for most people in Los Angeles. It's a very well-known, beloved institution. And it's like a deli. It's like a diner inside. Um, they're very, very famous for their fried um, chagao. Chago? How do you pronounce that? The yeah, dip, dip, dip. <laughs> Tran trained us in this. Chayo. Chayo, I think. Chayo. Like Chayo. But everything's really good there. Um, so we decided to go, there was a big wait and I got to say the menu is massive and I wanted to do another quick how to menu because I didn't know if I ordered correctly yesterday because I ordered so many things that were the same because I was so excited that I, I didn't realize that I, I did some good things yesterday and I, I didn't do enough of what I wanted. It was just myself, <laughs> Hugo and Grace. So I'll tell you what I ordered, and I wrote it out. <laughs> this is just another one where I missed the production meeting. I need this how to menu so bad. I went to that. I went to the for the first time two months ago with Ruby. This menu is how many items do you think there are? Two hundred plus, two hundred and fifty, around that. Yeah, around it's, that. it's it's the whole Vietnamese canon. So I went with a fifty-five. I wrote it out. A 55, which is the pan cow tom, two shrimp paste on sugar cane served with vegetables and rice paper. I've got a funny story with that. I'll get to in a second. A 57A. Uh, and I'll go ahead and, like, the appetizer section is on the right side. So it's not on the first side. So, like, you know, it's a problem because if you do that, then you're going to overorder by the time you get the appetizers, and their appetizers are amazing. This is a good note. I wish somebody told me, right? Mm-hmm. Because they lure you in with the siren call of boon and, and pho and banh mi and broken rice and all this stuff. And you forget about the appetizers. And the appetizers, they're tremendous. And then I went a 57A, which is the cow tom and bo nuang and the chow gao. One shrimp paste, grilled beef, two egg rolls. Then Grace wanted number one, which is their pho uh, with brisket, tendon, and tripe. I got, I'm a Boon man. When I, I love Boon so much. So I, I just got it. And the reason why, you get 35. I got number 35. Let me, wait, I'm not looking at the menu. Let me guess that is, if that's, is that Boon, Boon Hanoi? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that, so that, wait, so let me guess. That is, that's grilled pork with, 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 egg, with fried rolls. True or false? Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Uh, yeah. No, I got 44A. Excuse me. I can't remember what the dip. See, this is why you need to do this. I can't remember what I, why I got 44A. I can't find what? it on the menu. 44A is a boon with shrimp paste. Uh, I, uh, 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 yes. Did you that, shrimp paste that was my disaster. Places? You ordered yes! three different orders of shrimp paste? You that was Chris problem. Yinged this shit, man. I know. I know. I, 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 so I got 55. But 55 is basically 44A. 55 is 44A, 57A that you ordered 
includes 55 minutes. <laughs> I know. So I did get some shrimping. Nesting doll of shrimp paste. I really, I, I, I it wasn't a problem because I ate it all, but I, I just was like, man, I should have navigated this better. But I was so excited to be there in person. So I fucked it up, right? And and fifty five for forewarning is you have to make your own rice paper own roll. So it's almost like wollong salmon, like Koreans call it wollong salmon. So you make your own little, uh, you know, uh-huh. summer roll. That was a disaster for me, mainly because Hugo was like, "Oh, I love this," and he was breaking rice paper everywhere. But like, I don't want to make my own food. That's for fucking Koreans. That's K trickery. Vietnamese they don't they don't they don't do that. You know what I mean? So I fucked that up. So I ordered three of the same dishes, more or less, because I got so excited about shrimp paste that I fucked it up. So, and then I, I ordered a 22C. That was a good call by me. Um, the only successful order I had was that, which is the clear noodle soup, not with egg noodles, but with um, rice noodles, but with egg noodles, roast mm-hmm. pork. And that was a winner. I just had to take all the vegetables off, and it was, it was easy. But, Ooh, you know, this is I, a, knowing you, Hugo. This is dry noodle with soup on the side, right? Ooh, that's when I knew Grace did it, doesn't really know all of Hugo's preferences. Because she was like, no, just get him pho. I was like, no, I know he doesn't like pho. It's too herbaceous. It's too much for him. I know you love pho more than anything in this world, including me. Um, but that doesn't mean he's going to like it. And I know that he doesn't like rice noodles in soup, right? But if mm-hmm. he, between egg noodles and rice noodles, he's going to do egg noodles. So that's what we did, and he, and he loved it. Uh... I had the same experience at this restaurant of not knowing how to because it, it has it, everything is categorized, but the one thing you know about Golden Deli is that they do the really large chayo, like the deep fried rice paper egg rolls, really well. So right? good, so good. But so I don't know good. if I'm not sure if so. When I walked in, I I, I walked in there because Ruby does like pho. She wanted pho, but I didn't know. You know, it's like it's that thing. The fear you have is you go into a restaurant like that and you order pho, and then you look around at every other table, and they have a different type of rice noodle, or they have like the little steamed, uh, you know, cups of of rice flour cakes, or or something that you were supposed to get that you didn't get. But the only doubling up I encouraged at this place, the one that I did when I went, was I ordered the same boon as you, knowing full well that it came with its own chagyo. And then I ordered a secondary plate of them. Did you only get the one fried roll? No, I ordered a second plate of it. So you got the sampler. It comes with it. Oh, oh, you get the pl- the platter. I see. When I come to a Vietnamese restaurant, I always also look for our favorite thing, the the nem nuong, like the fresh rolls with the little crunchy thing. But I feel, you know, the grilled pork meatball they, is basically like the fresh rice paper roll and all of this stuff. But I never know if it's going to have the best part. Which is the fried little crunchy bit in the middle. They don't have it there. They don't have it there. Okay, see, that's vital intel. I'm pretty sure they don't have it there. And I, you know what? Can I just say, um, what? How do you pronounce it? Uh, well, how the, do you pronounce the meatball one's called Nem Nuong, and then the spring roll's called like Quan or whatever. Quan. C U O N. So, I honestly, <laughs> Grace told me something that I was like, wow. Uh, if, if we, if I knew this when we were dating, I don't know if we'd be together right now. <laughs> she confided something to me. She's like, "I don't like them. I never have." Oh, the Quans! Wow. Oh my god. She's much more of a a a, a, a fried spring roll person. 
I still I love mean, her unconditionally. Sure. It is one of my favorite things to eat. I mean, sure, but what? I was <laughs> shocked. I, I, it was just like a little quip, and I just didn't even react. But, but internally, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> killer. <laughs> oh, man. That's that's a little that's a little seed. That's a little seed that you got that that could grow. Man, that's grace. Grace. I mean, I've what seen her grace? eat it, but she's never eaten it with gusto and it all made sense. All mm. the times we've eaten them, you had a sixth fuck, sense like, moment fuck. just just flashing yeah. back. Flashing that's... back and she's just ate it out of like obligation, not out of love. <laughs> I was I was, I was just sad. secretly harboring animosity in her heart. Yeah, like the the Quan is so good, so good. Whether it's crispy or not, because I feel like I'm eating healthy. <laughs> right, which I is, was, why, which I was, is I was, actually so sad. Which is the real reason why we like that one, the version that has a fried crunchy roll in the middle, because it's basically it's, like this, it's basically the fried one, but we've hidden the fried part inside the yeah. fresh part. Yeah. Just to wrap up on those rolls, if you have your if you have a pick of uh, your 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 Chagua. standard, yeah, sauces summer roll. Oh, you go fish sauce every time. Do you fish sauce every time, or do you like that Brodard kind of Brodard crab roll crab one? I love yeah. the Brodard. That's the best one, right? Crab egg so white good. type of thing. I think it's egg white. Um, so good. So let me tell you, going back to the Fan Kao Tom which is the chew shrimp paste on sugarcane served with the vegetables and rice papers where you make your own. Mm-hmm. I think I was a little triggered because that's clearly what I had to make when I worked for Carmelina Cafe Blued and I, I had to break down all those sugar canes. And I don't know what compelled me to order it, but I did. And again, it makes no sense that I've, I've ordered shrimp paste two other times on the menu. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking. I know that there's shrimp paste, a uh, shrimp, and there's sugar cane. So in my mad dash to stuff as much food as I could in me, I take one of the shrimps, and it's shrimp paste, and they wrap around sugar cane. And I took a huge bite out of it, and it was super crunchy. And I was like, I don't want to stop to figure out what that is. So I kept on chewing it, and I ate it. And here, here's the God honest truth. I didn't know what it was. And I just kept uh-huh. on eating it and taking another bite. It was crunchy. And I tell myself, I don't know why, but I'm not going to ask. And I'm also perplexed as to what is this crunchy thing in the center? So <laughs> crunchy. So crunchy. <laughs> and then I looked into it and I saw the sugar cane. And I almost took the fucking chopstick and poked it in my eye. <laughs> you just, you were, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out. I mean, essentially, essentially, somebody gave you a shish kebab. The level of stupidity. The level of stupidity. Yeah. It's, it would be the equivalent of like, God damn it. Why does my fucking hand hurt right now while you're getting a tattoo on your hand? <laughs> That's a level of stupidity. I was so blown away by my stupidity that I, I, I have to admit, I, I was shocked. Blown away by how dumb I was. I um at least at least you were just in ignorance. The other night when we were driving home from the airport, it was dark and it was late, and so we had Jamie and I stopped and got in and out. And I was driving and eating in the dark. <laughs> 
and I kept on putting bites in my mouth. I just I, I, this thought occurred to me, you know, what a luxury it is to be a human living here in the 21st century and being uh, not being afraid to eat things without looking at them. Can you imagine our caveman ancestors daring to just eat things without looking at what they were eating? Like you can't do that. You can't just reach your hand into a bag and pull something out and eat it. And as I was eating my um, my grilled cheese, in fact, kept on thinking. I'm pretty sure I got all the paper off of this. I'm pretty sure I got all the paper off of this. But as like little bits kept getting stuck in my teeth and I couldn't discern if I had gotten all the paper off, I decided to just forge ahead. I didn't turn on the light. I didn't stop and ask Jamie if the, the paper could come off of this thing. I just kept thinking, well, if I'm eating paper, I'm eating paper. And I'm just going to keep on going. So maybe this is the new this is the new Dave Chang show trend. Well, you got you got you got your fiber. <laughs> exactly. You got, got your my fiber. wax. I got my wax uh, allowance and my fiber allowance. Uh, so that was the first time you'd gone there. Do you get, or do you get, are you in the fucking delivery range for Golden Deli? No, I used to At be. your place? Oh, I used to be. When we first were renting a place, um, when we first moved here, I was in. Th- that that was is the dangerous. Highlight of peak COVID was, uh, I was really in the SGV and man. I was oh eating like a king. That's maybe this is maybe of all the things I've gotten to see you uh do and participate in in your life, this might be the most jealous I've ever been <laughs> that you are in the golden telly delivery window. I know. Um so quickly, good. let's just do a quick order. What would you do for four people, three to four people? What would your order be? And I've thought about this, and this is gonna be my next plan of attack. Four adults we're talking about? Yeah, it could be. It's just like ordering for four people. What, what are you doing? Well, I used to face a, a similar conundrum all the time when we used to do our pho ride uh, tradition with Rachel and, and Walter and Erilyn at, at Lucky Peach. And the the move for us was always pho for me is not shareable. I don't want to split it into different bowls. I don't want to do anything like that. So if, if people are there for noodle soup, I think everybody gets their own noodle soup of whatever they want. Then there's mm-hmm. a boon for the table. Then there mm-hmm. are uh, imperial rolls, Guiquan for the not Guiquan, uh, Chayo for the table. So there's at least it at Golden Deli. Are you it's, going it's, from the Golden Deli menu? Are you ordering from the Golden Deli menu itself? You're just going by any. You can't no, I'm that. saying I'm saying okay. So it would be what number is the what number? Where is the uh, imperial roll? It's in the fifties, middle right of the first page. Far right, I mean. Five far, fried far egg rolls. Right. Okay, so it's a 57 for the table. Ooh, wait. How many come in a in a combo platter? Only two. A 57. A 35 for the table. I think a 61B, the Nemnuang rice paper with grilled meatballs. And this is under a rubric where everybody's ordering their own noodle soup, which is a little bit cheating. But that's what I would do. And what I my other move when I come to is, is there do they does does Golden Deli have a dry noodle other than the one that you ordered? Does it have a dry pho? Is I didn't I didn't see it. What is your what is your general if it's just you eating pho, what is your meat? Well, I'm a little disappointed. I'm a little disappointed with the order. I don't I don't think you've taken this homework request. This assignment. I just got this. Go- <laughs> Frankly, Gabby told me it was Golden Diner in New York, and so I looked at that menu. I didn't know we're talking. No, about I because I told go. I told Gabby it was Golden Diner in New York, and I fucked up. It doesn't matter. So, so my homework. I was got the. I got the wrong chapter assignment. That's why I'm not prepared for this. 
All right, you go then. All right. So this is what I'm going to do next go around. I'm going to start not with the appetizers. I'm going to start with the side dishes. If you go all the way down the second page under spring mm. rolls, you get side orders. I'm going to order all of it. <laughs> One piece 62 shrimp a paste. shrimp paste. It's delicious. It's basically like chopped up minced shrimp fried into a, like a, like a patty. That's a, like an eclair, right? Delicious. Then I'm going to get 62B, which are two uh, egg rolls, right? Chugao. The, um, they're Imperial like summer roll. rolls. Imperial rolls. No, the chayo is right? the, imper- the fried one. I mean the fried one, right? I'm going to get two of those. Then I don't know what this baked egg thing is. I'm going to get that. And who doesn't want a side order of pork chop to start? <laughs> and then I get... A Yutao Chinese donut going all side order. Uh, and I think that the server would be like, what the fuck are you doing? doesn't matter. I'm going also, I want my appetizer to be the entire side order plate. In addition to 57, which is the, uh, the plate of five, uh, five fried five egg Five more rolls. egg rolls. Okay. okay. Char- that was yeah. my only, yeah. my only, my yeah. only question was. So the difference, this is some granular shit that we need to talk about. I think the difference between ordering the plate, the platter of five egg rolls versus the side order is that the platter comes with the lettuce and the pickles and the, and the stuff that you wrap the egg rolls in. Fine. Yeah. You want that or you don't? You're you're, you're fucking this up. Yeah. Cause you're, you're fucking this up for me. There's a reason why I'm getting 57 and then the side order of two. Why is that Chris here? Because you have more vegetables than you need when you get the platter, and you can no. get more egg rolls with it. No. God. Take this shit the... seriously, man. <laughs> what is the reasoning? If there's four of us, right? Right. Now we Everyone have seven. Needs... Hmm. Some people will only eat one. Yeah. Some people eat three. There's probably one of the four of us will only <laughs> eat one. And some people might eat three. Right? So you're guaranteed, I'm guaranteed more than likely to have two. In addition, I'm getting the boon for myself, so I'm going to have four period rolls for myself, right? Because I'm going to get the one with two, my boon with two. Yeah, but you gotta, you take I take this shit seriously, okay? Four egg rolls so many but 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 by doing this, you don't look like a sick bastard. No no no, I I I I appreciate that. There's it's a like a degustation level. of them. You know, if you eat all four while everyone's eating, you're gonna look like an asshole. But now with everybody's dishes in front of them, whether they get it pho or whatever, they're not gonna notice that you're you're eating two more. You know you know why I actually really 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 admire this move is not just the math that you've done, not the not not the the. Big boy Asian arithmetic. It's that you've turned a weakness into a strength. Your weakness in your last visit was that you inadvertently ordered shrimp paste in three different places and it arrived three different ways. Now you've taken that logic and you've said, I'm going to confuse the shit out of my table mates. They don't know that a 57 and a 68 are basically the same thing. And they don't know that my other one also has a necro. So I'm going to, I'm going to plead 
innocence when it when they are besieged from three different sides with egg rolls. I I applaud this. I'm telling you, it's fucking genius. I'm yeah. then going 61E, and I'm going to get an order of chow tam kwan for the table. I, I'm not going to eat one, but I, you do know, the reason why you do that is that one person of the, that's not going to have two imperial rolls is going to probably go with the summer roll. Fine. Go for it. You know what I mean? So now we got a cover. Mm. Because if you here's the thing, if you just get fried spring rolls, someone's gonna feel like oh, I can't believe we're not getting summer rolls, right? Got to You got to appease that person. You can't ostracize here. <laughs> sure, sure. No, nobody's then, being left out here. Then, for my personal order, I think most people are gonna go with pho. I'm gonna go back with what I ordered, and I you were, I already like alluded to it. I'm getting more egg rolls. I'm getting two more egg rolls because I'm going 44A, the Bun Chow Tam, Tit Nuang with a Chow Jiao. Trim paste and grilled pork Bun with egg rolls. Mm-hmm. That's going to be my mm-hmm. order. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try. What I want to figure out if I can get a side of broth with that. Well, that's why I was I was looking to see if there's a dry pho, which is kind of a kind of a specialty and a rarity, but there isn't. But I like that move. Side, they, they have to accommodate my request of a side car of broth with my boon. Right? Oh yeah, you can definitely get that. I'm. I think we're gonna order coke, fresh coconut juice for the table. I then will order a forty-seven to go, which is bun me. Barbecue yeah. pork with sliced pork loaf sandwich to go. Car snack. That's my order. I'm sticking by it. I like it. I like it. The only other things that I'm, I'm, I'm vaguely interested in exploring here. Oh, I want to get the beef curry. The beef stew. I That's think that where I wanted to go tomato. to. Is I actually, and the, I actually and the think... tomato noodle soup looks good, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I think this, I think I like, I like the, what is it? The, the, I like to have another carb option. And I kind of like the Vietnamese stews that they serve with uh, baguette or ban ban mi on the side, basically, for dipping. I know. So either the curry or the beef. Which is, beef, beef I think I'd go 40. No, I did write 46. I forgot to say it. 44A and 44.6. And the 44.6 okay. was the beef stew with French bread, and that's also for the table, but really for me. <laughs> Wait, people don't realize that when you say the table, it's just a nickname you have for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am the table. <laughs> well, no, because you're ordering this knowing that most people, again, are going to be so preoccupied with the food that they're eating in front of them that they're not going to be like, oh, beef stew. But that's really I like that, for you. I like, that, I like that broth move you had, too, because it scratches the pho itch, because there's always just some sort of, of vague longing that you have left out there. But um, in the event that you you don't feel like you had enough carbs, though, they do make a little small side of of just rice and and noodle. Oh, sorry, r- noodles and and soup. Um, a plain pho in that way, which is nice. My my Grace is a real expert pho eater. She mm. did a pro. I think one of the pro moves is this, and I saw it in our server's eyes at Golden Deli. They dropped. She ordered number one. She was very excited about the tendon and the tripe. She's eating it. She she puts her, uh, you know, bean sprouts, basil, mint, 
lime juice, jalapeno. She has her hoisin and her sriracha ready to go. She takes a couple bites of the soup, sips, and then she says, can I get some sliced onion, please? Hmm. Uh, the sliced onion is pro, super pro, super, super pro. Super pro. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then you have, will never understand. She always does it, and I saw the level of credibility. Because I think the server said to herself, what a dumbass. This guy just ordered three of the same things. <laughs> right. He's like, oh. She first. still thought I was a dumbass. But Grace, she put on to, uh, wow, she's a pro. She knows what she is doing. Yeah. I like that, too. And Don't I, forget to the, order that. Are you forgetting the fuck? Get the sliced onions. The subtle thing I like about that is that she tasted it and then asked for the onions. I think that that, is, that makes it the pro move more than just asking for onions right at the top. That actually changes something. And then they bring out a big plate of, of beautifully thinly sliced onions. Am I wrong that sometimes there's a little vinegar on those onions? Maybe not. But I think that sometimes. They look like they were dressed, to be honest. I never they tasted it. They look like they're it. dressed in something, right? I never tasted it. We should ask Grace. So that's our how to menu. Uh, this is a little bit different than this theoretical one we did with Sichuan food, but uh, since I recently ate there. But I, 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 the hard part is is trying the things that you want to try, but ordering the 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 standard favors that you know everyone else is going to love. Do you ever? I have nothing against it, but when the menu is, looks like this, I the, the the cut I always have to make is. I'm not going to get a rice dish at all. I'm never going to eat the broken rice. I always cut the rice. I always cut the rice dish, and I don't regret it. Same. Same. I don't regret it. Because generally you're going to get – because you ordered – you covered it. You got the pork chop, which comes on the rice. You're going to get the shrimp paste, which comes on the rice. You're going to get grilled pork, which comes on the rice. Yeah, I'm eating rice noodles. The yeah. ri- I'm eating rice. They just happen to be noodle form. Yeah. Well, I always skip over the rice, too. Damn, I got to go here now. Oh, my God. I think uh, – you know – 31, tomato soup with ground shrimp and egg. That looks good. I, I got to tell you, that clear broth they have, the clear broth for the soup is delicious. The Yeah. With the, the so, the, yeah, in the 31, it's a bunryu, which is shrimp pasty of a different kind. Both that and, like, bumboe. I can't do, I love those soups. They're kind of more tart and tangy, and I, I think it's harder to do, to build, like, a whole bunch of other stuff around it. The one thing that always... I can't do the blood cakes and the bun bohe. I can't do no, it. No, 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 no. And uh, what's that one? The spicy one that comes in uh, pho, the spicy pho broth with the blood. Can't do that one either. Yeah. Can't do it. Um, you know what? I might go back. I might get some takeaway today. I got just, I, here's, here's my takeaway. I'm going to get some, I'm going to get a platter 57. I want to write this down. I am going to do this today because I love the food we had so much. 57. Five fried egg rolls. I'm going to get I, a bun me, really, for the, the, the delivery tax for me to eat in the car ride back. <laughs> you would do the same, so fuck you. No, I'm laughing because as you're doing this, I literally, as you're saying your order, I'm like just, Jamie's over in your side of the, of the city right now. I literally just texted her if she would pick up some Vietnamese food on her way home. But I can't get the bond me because I'm not driving. Oh, that's <sighs> hilarious. Um, I'm gonna I wanna get the, I wanna get the beef stew. 
I want to get the beef stew. I think that'll travel well, and I think that the I think that's a strong move. I some don't, rolls and beef I, stew. I, I, yeah, yep, yep. Rolls, beef stew. Um, what else am I gonna get? I'm curious about this baked egg thing, so I might go just a side order of stuff as well. You know what? This is what I'm gonna do today. I'm gonna get things I never get. I'm gonna get rice. Whoa, whoa, whoa what is what is, what is what is what is sixty three? What is happening in sixty three? Thick noodles and it. coconut milk. Oh yeah, that looks good. I'm gonna get one of those sixty three. This looks wild. I've never had this dish. I already forgot what the fuck I get. Well, forty six. I'm getting a forty six, a sixty three, a fifty seven. You're just calling a football play, man. Yeah. Omaha, Omaha. <laughs> so beef stew, some rolls. You're gonna try out some of these this egg, egg baked egg thing. A cha trung. God, you know who's pissed right now is any Vietnamese listener. <laughs> it's just losing their minds right now. Oh, this egg loaf thing is good. I think it's like a meat egg loaf. I've had that. This is the order. This is the order. I'm going 57, 46, 63, 94, and number one with the bond me to go. Hut, hut, hi! And we're yeah. out. On two, on two. Golden Deli. It's, uh, there's three locations, I believe. Uh, it, it is a very beloved restaurant, so there's nothing new here for anyone that lives in Los Angeles. But if you are visiting, I, I would highly recommend it. Great, great Vietnamese food. Apologies for us butchering the names, but I have to say it's I almost wish that Vietnamese wasn't in English letters. Right. So it'd be completely so we wouldn't even have to try. <laughs> yeah. Just keep it in Chinese characters. <laughs> just make it so we don't even have to try. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. All right, guys, let's, let's get into some of these questions. We've got a, quite a few questions here from the Discord. Again, sign up, MajordomoMedia.com. And the, the forgotten but not gone, gone but not forgotten, whatever it is, uh, email address, AskDave at MajordomoMedia.com is still up and, and operating if people want to send questions there. But we've got quite a few. Um, let's start here with a question from Nina B. I don't think I know the answer to this, Chang. What is your go-to ice cream slash milkshake order? Well, it depends. It depends where I'm at. It really does. Okay. Well, I like the cereal milk ice cream with the crunchies. <sighs> that 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 is something I've eaten a lot of, mainly because of my proximity to milk bar. Um, but if I was going to say... A uh, normal ice cream place. This is going to surprise people. I'm going with pralines and cream. <laughs> That's my ice cream choice. I fucking love pralines and cream. <laughs> it's such a weird choice. I fucking love such it. Such a but weird that's... choice, but it's so good. That's very weird. You're not. I've never heard you talk about pralines in your life. I must always order it if I'm at a basketball. If there's pralines and cream, I'm ordering it. Um, milkshake, 
to me is I listen, chocolate ice cream. I, I don't care. I, I'm not making milkshakes with any like uh, flavored ice creams. So I'm not, I love, I, I, I'm saving my milkshakes for either a cereal milk or a McFlurry mm. or frost, mm. you know, mm. I'm not a, the reason why I'm not loving a, just a traditional milkshake, it's just too mono, monotonous. I grew up in the back of a Baskin Robbins. My parents owned Baskin Robbins. So I've thought, well, about it's clear it. by your looks that we know that to be true. <laughs> I was. <laughs> what is it? It's like grass. Nobody's not going to believe you. What is gr- it's like grass fed, grain finished? I was. Yeah. I was a. I was an ice cream fed, <laughs> Mexican food finished cow. <laughs> My parents owned an ice cream shop and a Mexican restaurant. That's how I was uh, reared for the <clears throat> twenty four months of my life. And um, I ate a lot of pralines and cream. I think if if I'm just getting picking from standard flavors, I'm I'm pretty uh you know, vanilla, no pun intended. I'm a I'm a cookies and cream boy. No, I think that um, this is a side thing, but I think bubblegum. I'm gonna say I'm gonna think wor- cook, cook No. Cookies and cream is the most overrated flavor. I love it. I love cookies mm-hmm. and cream. If it's if it's it's I can't I can't I can't not get it. Mm, maybe that's not true. I buy cookies and cream in the store. If I'm at an ice cream shop, I mix it up. I, buy, I eat whatever, whatever I'm feeling at that moment. I think bubblegum ice cream is the worst flavor. I think it's a war crime. By far. It's By fucking far. disgusting. Um, milkshakes? Is this sacrilege? I like a malt. I like, that's not sacrilege. I like, I like malted milk flavor, man. I don't care what else. I don't care. It can be chocolate. It can be vanilla. It can be, it can be a cookies and cream. But I like malt. Malt is really fucking good. So in terms of ice cream flavors, we're going to go by because it, uh, not everyone has a fancy ice cream store near them. So we're just going to go by um, Baskin Robbins as an homage to uh, Chris Ying. I'm looking at the website right now. Wow, a lot of things have changed. Old fashioned butter pecan. I will also do that. Big fan of that. Ooh, butter pecan, very good. Uh, I I do like anything peanut butter. So you might see me do a peanut butter and chocolate or peanut butter vanilla. But if you look at pralines and cream right now, you got the caramel swirl. Those pralines or pralines or however you pronounce it, delicious. The reason why I don't love Reese's Pieces peanut butter cups in my ice cream, they're too. They're not. They're not tempted out. Too too difficult to eat. Too hard. The chocolate shell. If it was just, again, the candied uh, peanut itself, I could get down with. Because I do like peanut butter in my ice cream. But the chocolate, I'm not a fan of chocolate. It's just too much. I don't like Rocky Road. I can get down with strawberry cheesecake anytime. Um, and I got to say, what a flavor that I don't see anymore, but I did grow up eating is orange sherbet. But I guess I would have to get the rainbow sherbet. I love orange sherbet. Orange sherbet was on the menu when we were kids for sure. My mom's go-to, is it on here? Was Jamocha almond fudge. Which yeah, Jamocha. Even... There's Jamocha. What is Jamocha? I don't even know what flavor that is. Oh, no, oh right below it. Jamocha almond. It's Jamocha <laughs> with almonds and chocolate ribbon. Oh, it's coffee. I, I think you it's You know what is flavor. good? Coffee-flavored ice cream is so good. Coffee flavored ice cream is is like frozen Vietnamese coffee. It's so good. The only time I would ever see my mom eat anything, truly, 
like to, to like sit down and eat would be Hagen Dazs coffee ice cream. She would eat it. Well, Hagen Dazs coffee well is delicious. Good taste. That is good. That's and good. another very underrated Hagen Dazs flavor is is uh, not underrated, but justly rated is their Dolce de Leche. It's very very good. <laughs> it is very good. I'm at it. And I got to say, even though it's full of carrageenan and artificial things, a lot of those, uh, oh, I, again, I would say poorly made, but also very, very delicious. A lot of the Ben and Jerry shit is very good. Yes. It is. Yes. I, I, I feel sometimes, though, that their packaging is so crazy and busy that you can very easily accidentally buy some kind of non-dairy like not like vegan ice cream and not know that you bought that and then you get totally understand say. that i can totally understand that and i would say like cherry garcia is the worst ice cream flavor of all time <laughs> <laughs> i don't even think deadheads buy it it so sucks so much yeah agree but there some of their things are, are pretty pretty amazing which which actually segues into another question here Eric the Chopstick. I don't know what Eric has changed his name to at this point, but Eric the Chopstick. What is your favorite, uh, <clears throat> quote unquote, after dark snack? I think that Eric is wondering what you eat when you are uh, you're under the influence of THC. I love Pringles. <laughs> and any Pringles adjacent type of thing. I love Pringles. Um, Love ice cream. Love, 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 love ice cream. You know, the best ice cream I have had, again, I love milk bar ice cream. Um, that's real good stoner st- shit there. Is Graders out of Cincinnati. Ooh, that place is What is that, Graders? Ooh. They do it in the, like a, it's like a French custard type of thing. They do it in mm. copper pots. Mm-hmm. Their flavored ice cream is del- their ice cream is very 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 good. Where was this? Is this available where we are? This is only available somewhere else. No, you get it. Get it mail ordered. Um, and for whatever reason, I got a friend that always mail orders it to me. Um, once time a year, and uh, it's very good. I think Ginny's is really good too. The brown butter almond brittle from Ginny's is fucking great. As is the gooey butter cake. Those are two flavors that are good, and I don't give a fuck about anything else that Ginny makes. I don't think they're as good. <laughs> uh, there is something, wouldn't you? And I got to say, like, I don't like salt, salt and straw to me. is like I, It just doesn't, doesn't move the needle. I don't like it. I don't like mm-hmm. Van Leeuwen, and I've always said that Van Leeuwen's ice cream is too, too many crystals in it. So I mm-hmm. feel like just not my cup of tea. Um, although, you know, my wife loves their Earl Grey. I'm not a Van Leeuwen person. Uh, at all. And McConnell's is good too, but again. Yeah. I, um, this I should be a whole I, series, by the way, Chris. We should do the the best of pint ice cream uh, tournament. Gabby, we should let's do write that. that down. We should do that, but we should get a fucking sponsorship from Lactate. Ooh. <laughs> we should get is a little lactate sponsored uh ice cream show or Toto Toilets for days. Toto Toilets or just Charmin Ultra. <laughs> I or depends. Uh, I think you're fucking there's something about I mean ice cream is amazing. I don't nobody needs to, that's not news. But when it is quote unquote after dark, 
something even ice cream becomes something even more special the cold Got, gotta the cold. say gotta say my my the one that blew me away if you want to know what i really crave after dark and i have no skin in the game here and i think it's owned by like mondelez now is ben and jerry's peanut butter half baked that 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 one it, it took me to another planet. <laughs> My okay, God, see. this is what chocolate and peanut butter ice creams with fudge brownies and gobs of peanut bu- peanut butter cookie dough. <laughs> damn, dude! <laughs> God damn, dude! Dare that I is like that is me. That is me. I'm eating me. When I eat that pint of ice cream. Uh, I mean, that one, I mean, if I'm stoned out of my mind, that's the one I want because it's so good. I'm eating the paper carton itself. I mean, so good. Listen, certainly. It doesn't have the chocolate crusted peanut butter. That's the thing. It's so good. My, um. Certainly, that's delicious. Certainly, these options are amazing. But I feel, for me personally, uh, being stoned, I'm so, I like I, you know I spend the whole day trying to decide what to eat, what I want to eat, what 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 I feel like eating, what's the right thing to eat right now. Part of part of being stoned is just surrendering for me. Like my go to after dark snack is whatever the fuck is in the refrigerator. This is I, also think, true. I think. Last well, night, I think the last thing is, what would you want? What would you want to eat if it's there, right? If you had a genie and three wishes, that's the shit. What would I want to eat? Yeah, ice cream is ice cream is the very top of the list. Something there's something physically wonderful about ice cream. It feels good. I'm in my. I there's something my about body. being stoned and eating ice cream that is better than any stone food out there. It just Ever. is. Yeah, <laughs> it's, a, it's a magic. It's magic for me. The second the second thing on my list is. If I happen to be eating something that I was uh, something delicious for dinner that I felt full eating, the second best thing I could eat is more of that thing <laughs> that I couldn't eat more of earlier. This is true. That's a pro. But I mean, last night I literally, I literally ate a. I, Jesus Christ, man, this is horrifying. I ate some s- smoked salmon on a cor- a corn tortilla that I <laughs> threw on the stove for twenty seconds. I I thought it was, you know the best thing I could have been eating at that moment, knowing that it was not delicious. So uh, that's the, that's the late night after dark snacks. Um, here's something on the other side of the, the food spectrum. You were recently talking about, uh, I don't know, 20% bullshit bunny was talking about how recently when you had gone to Pujol, 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 um, and talking about that mole being one of the best final courses um, that you'd ever have had. Uh, what are some other final courses that you love and remember? I love the f- last savory course at uh, Shuko. I love Shuko. People know that. And I love it that it's the spicy tuna hand roll, but it's with Thai bird chilies. I think that is, uh, again, seems really simple, but as a uh, what it means is extremely it's a lot. It means so much. It means that we're deviating from the traditional things. We clearly know what's going on. We can make it. And they're, they're scooping it with a clam shell or a scallop shell, all the tuna. Um, 
again, to me, it's New York. When I taste that last piece, it's New York. Um, but for last courses, it's not the easiest thing to do. And for, I would say I've had a lot of great ones, but they're not things that anyone's ever going to ha- get the opportunity to eat again because a lot of these restaurants have changed or they've closed, right? Um, I think, again, I think I remember about my last course at El Bulli Savory Course, which was a, it was a squab with squab uh, consomme served in a cognac glass. It was just so delicious. Um, but I would say nothing has ever come to the level of what that mole is in Pujol. Again, it's extremely complex, extremely simple. And that to me is why it was the best for me. And a lot of times last courses can be overwrought and just too much. And again, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm taking away some of the stuff that we've done or I've made. Um, and I would, I would say like, yeah, like something like uh, Echabari's ribeye steak at the end is just sort of a classic type of thing. Um, but the reason I can't think of too many is a lot of them are just not memorable or they are so transient in nature. They're just never the same. What makes Pujol so powerful is that it has never changed, but it changes every day, um, which is why I can say Shuko's Thai bird chili thing, it, it's very similar in that regard. It never changes because it's such a statement kind of dish. So, and that's not to say a lot of restaurants don't, but they have their main, their, their, their signature, the dishes that are fucking like, holy fuck, they're not the last course. Speaking of this sort of, uh, I, as you're talking about this thing, it makes me think of, I'm sure there's a better analogy, but it makes me think of a baseball lineup, right? You know, you put your power hitter at four or five, you hit your best on base percentage hitter at one, you know, three is your, your, your best batting average, whatever. When it comes to these restaurants, tasting menu restaurants, and there's like a showy course, like, so Magnus sawing the cow femur and pouring the, the the marrow out or or you know renee and the the egg at the table or whatever it is where do you think in tasting menus the kind of i don't know i'll I'll, i don't want to be reductive but the the showy gimmicky courses go in the lineup i don't know it's a good question i mean it's definitely increased in 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 um frequency over the years Mm -hmm. um I think a lot of the times it starts at the beginning or at the end, mm-hmm. right? Um, right? Whether it's a bananas foster in New Orleans or something like that, that mm-hmm. to me is is awesome. Uh, it's at the beginning too, where you might have um, something that's cooked table side, right? It can't be a main dish; it's got to be something up front. So I, I think you rarely see it in the middle, and I think you rarely see it at the end. Um, you know, people have had that duck press thing, but again, like I didn't give a shit about the duck press, even though we had one at Seobo in, in Australia, because uh, everyone sort of has that type of thing yeah. now. You know, it becomes. I, I I love duck presses, but the return isn't enough for it to be like holy shit. Um, yeah. you, you know, the salme kind of sauce is it's beautiful, but it's not for everybody. Uh, so like a duck press could be it and that's how you saw it at the end or some kind of press. Uh, but for me, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a tough question to answer. Not, I don't think it's like a one-to-one thing and not to blow smoke, but I, I mean, just thinking about Seobo, 
I did think the the move, like this is the most theatrical move I've ever seen. A, I mean, like, you know, obviously Bo Sam is a big show. A lot of the, the large formats are big shows. <laughs> but serving the, you know, brown sugar glazed Bo Sam after everything is done is like a, is a showy theatrical move. And I thought it was really nice to have it after everyone thinks people like the show is over. Because what often happens to me in these menus is also dessert gets separated out. And it's a different thing. Now it's just the show is over with the main courses or with the savory a long time ago. And now we're just kind of like hobbling on to the end of the meal. But the fact that you threw that last little twist and you left everyone with this sense of whimsy at the very, very end. And it was like back to savory. That made, that was pretty cool. To well, me. a lot of that was tested out, you know, and it was a long time getting to that. And I will say like, yeah, I, I that was like modern art shit it really was. But there was nothing, uh, I don't know, a lot of thought went into that, even though it, it was more of a, exper- it was more of a, like a analysis of human nature. Um, and I tested that dish out a lot um, over the years because we've cooked so much pork. And if you glaze it properly and you let it rest and you get the brown sugars and the fat to temper to the point where they almost turn into a really dark caramel. And you glaze it, and as the as the pork butt cools down, but remains hot enough where it's viscous, it begins to look like a super glazed, candy coated, very luscious and beautiful candy. Right? It almost it, it's it just looks so good, especially in good lighting. And I tested that out a bunch, and I remember testing it out at a wine dinner we did um, in Napa. Josh Pinsky was there. Uh, we had a bunch of people. Uh, Jordan Salcito was there. I can't remember. It was it was a lot of wine people in California, and there were all a lot of tech bros were there too. And we cooked like twenty courses. It was just so over the top. And I don't know why, but I, I was screwing around with the these bosoms because we had yet to open up Australia. And in this dining room, where when I say tech bros, I mean some of the worst clientele you can have because they get everything they want, you know, (laughs) they've never been told no. And we're, we're actually in the, we're, we're dining in the, the winemaking facility. So it's, so I remember in a year on wheeling out a candy to Bolsoms and they're eating their cheese course and they're getting mignardes and everything's done. And I told them, this is not, something you guys can eat we're not <laughs> serving this <laughs> mm-hmm. this is not part of tonight and i just left it there as a like a performance piece and i walked out <laughs> and they left it there in the center i wish we had video of it it was crazy it was like i was uh, there were zombies human flesh-eating zombies and they hadn't eaten in months they had just devoured so much food, right? Because uh-huh. we had the co-team out there. We did a beautiful tasting menu. Carrie Hines, I think Sean Gray was there. They're, just, they're full and they're drunk. And when I talk about these bolsoms, these candied pork butts, they look stunning. They had to be war- repeatedly warned this is not for them. They couldn't eat it. Sure enough. They kept on asking and asking and asking till couldn't hold them back. 
like a zombie horde, they came in and they ate it with their hands when they were told not to. It was like some kind of, uh, you know, psychiatric experiment. And they crushed it. And it was disgusting. And I laughed my ass off. <laughs> I said, this works, guys. So that was the genesis of the idea for doing it in Australia. And I remember when we made that tasting menu, that first menu, I remember a lot of people in Australia were pissed that we were there, number one. And number two, um, again, in Australia, they were excited. They were like, oh, we can't wait for you to come here. And then when we showed up, they are like, why'd you fucking come here, you motherfucker? They were so pissed. <laughs> and then our menu was really expensive. And I just already knew what the criticisms were going to be. And one of the criticisms was going to be and again, at that time, outside of Ben Shree, nobody was using just all Australian ingredients. Um, so that was going to be interesting for them. But the biggest thing was it wasn't going to be enough food for the price. So we did the same thing and we started candy. We would candy the Bosam fish course. I remember we'd start canning it at fish course. So we'd take it out and slowly. We would just have one person. Usually it would be me and they would just candy it. Their only job was to candy this goddamn thing and slowly baste it in this, you know, emulsified sugar. And, and, and we put it under the heat lamp so it, everything's dark in that except for this thing. So it would look like the food soliloquy, right? It was like Hamlet soliloquy, but it was yeah. just this fucking pork butt. And everyone's looking at it. And now you have about an hour. You, you, you have an hour at least bef before, like, you're, you're looking at this thing for at least an hour. We did two turns, so we'd do it two times in the night. So we'd cook this pork butt, and then they'd get their they finish their desserts. Ben Greeno made fucking sick desserts, so we're, we're done. And then we would just go take the bosom around, and we would tear off a chunk with some spoons and put it in front of them on a plate with no utensils. And they would just devour it with their hands. And here's the thing. There would be what? I think like 15, I think 16 people proceeding. We'd always, there was never any pork butt left. Mm -hmm. I remember like an eight pound pork butt. Everyone would just get multiple rounds of the pork, but with no utensils, shoving their face with this. It was, it was like awesomely disgusting. And then we'd give them hand towels and that was it. I don't put that on the same level as... <laughs> This was more of an art house experiment than it was anything else. No, but it's the, it was the, you know, this was less like the final course, but this was the sort of, there, there, there are, there are a handful of courses. I, 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 I call them gimmicky, but there's some that are just, there that are conceptual. It was very gimmicky. Like, conceptual, gimmicky. but also delicious. And I remember this one. This one stands out to me among all of the ones that weren't just, hey, look what we can do. Look at this, look at this duck press or look at this big thing. Um, I remember having that exact experience. I didn't know about the course. I didn't know anything about Seobo and I, I ate there, you know, a long, 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 long time ago. And I remember seeing exactly what you're talking about. It looks like a piece. It looks like a pig. It looks like Jurassic Park. A pig has been trapped in amber. It's just like this glistening, <laughs> shining, crystallized, beautiful jewel sitting on the thing. And I think somebody, I may be misremembering, but I don't remember who was serving. Maybe Kylie was there. I remember being specifically lied to and told, well, that's for staff meal. <laughs> yeah. Just feeling so mad and jealous and sad. And, you know, it taps into the same part of your brain that taboos uh, with like sex do. You shouldn't, oh, you shouldn't be able to have that. You're not supposed to have that. You can't have that. 
That's not for you. Okay, here you go. Just sneak a little bite. It was a, and it, it, just, was our, it works. Art art house experience. Yeah. Anyway. All right, so we have room for, we have time for one more question. I mean, we've we've run long here and I don't know if you want to play this one, but we got one over email. Brandon wrote in, I don't know when Brandon wrote in, probably a long time ago. Brandon asks if there were a biopic film dramatization of Dave's career that also included other chef friends, who would you cast as Dave, Chris, Priya, et cetera, et cetera? So if there's a eat a peach casting call, you got any ideas? No idea. I don't. I, and to be truthfully, like, to be honest, right? Like, I don't know, and I know that it's a problem because – Here's what I know. I mean, granted, this was 10 plus years ago when they were casting Treme and Bourdain was riding with David Simon. And we knew, uh, 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 God, the actress's name. Oh my God. It's not Emily Dickinson. Um, (laughs) She played uh, Kim Dickerson. Kim Kim Dickerson, Dickerson, who I spent a lot of time with, was going to be playing. the main character, the, the chef, who relocates after Katrina and spends time in New York. And it was almost based on Goldilocks and the Three Bears. She works at La Bernadette. She works for, like, a, I can't remember who the chef was based on, like Boulet. And then she works for me. And she's happiest working for me. And then she goes back to New Orleans, whatever. They didn't want to cast me. But it was a lot of acting. Uh, they wanted to cast an Asian American. Mm-hmm. They couldn't find anybody, so they had to cast mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. That's how I know <laughs> finding me is really hard to do. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if you can. Maybe it's different now in 2023, but I don't know who it could be. Right? Maybe the dude maybe the dude from um Eternals. The strong guy <laughs> in Eternals. Uh, that's right. I like him. I like him. I think he'd do you. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's there's a I think there's a flash forward Dave in his older years. George Decay. <laughs> <laughs> what about our chef buddies though? Who plays Renee? Mads Mickelson. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. I put some thought into this. Roberto Benini as Massimo. <laughs> I think if I get a part in this movie, I get uh, de-Asianed. I don't think they allow me to be Asian in this movie. I think no, I, you're I the dude from a... Spider-Man. You're the dude they're from Spider-Man. Let, they're not going to let me be Asian in this one. I think they're going to turn me into a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right well, let's let's people... do one, one more. One more. We can't end on that one. I hate that question. <laughs> All right. Let me see. Uh... Food, going back to the food-related stuff, uh, Dave M.W. asks, favorite foods to cook in the toaster oven? Is the toaster oven the unsung hero of the kitchen now that Dave has spread the gospel of the microwave? Now, let me ask. The toaster oven is not the toaster. It's right? not the toaster. It's the thing that we like and have. It's, the, my, it's a small oven. Growing up, growing up. Growing up with, uh, I don't have one. You don't have one now? Oh, your mom just cooked in there all the time. You don't have one? Yeah, my mom cooked. Wow. No, I don't. I don't use it ever. I don't, I don't know it. what the point is. 
Why? Just heat up my Why oven. do you love it? Oh, you don't want to heat up your oven because you run hot. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I don't heat up the oven. It goes fast. No, I'd rather use an air fryer than a toaster oven. Wow. You know, Grace just bought a toaster itself, and I, I've been using it to toast bread. Shocking. I know. <laughs> that is that is that to me. I would rather have the Nebuchadnezzar bottle pouring sex contraption single use item than a, than a regular old toaster in my house. But I know, me. I know. Oh, or it does make pop tarts and um, toaster strudels really well. Toaster strudels. <laughs> it does do. It does do pop tarts and toaster strudels. So it's not single use. Excuse me. It does have a pop tart. Oh setting. man, I can't wait till Hugo discovers toaster strudels because I'm going to eat one right with him. It's so good. <laughs> Is the toaster strudel you that ice frosting, it yourself after? Oh yeah, fuck yeah, dude! You the packets, right? Best. Yeah. All right. Well, I revise my answer. But the, to the, the pro after, move after is to time. actually do a little bit of the frosting, but to have a, a, a palate cleanser after each bite with a little bit of the packet itself. You know, <laughs> squeeze it into your mouth. <laughs> like chasing a tequila shot with a little squeeze mm, of lime. Mm, mm, mm. All right. Fair enough. All right. Give us five stars. Genuinely. We need we need your we need this. These 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 numbers matter not to us, but to advertisers, etc. So on Spotify, give us five stars. And on iTunes, if you are listening on iTunes, give us five stars. Don't give us three stars, two stars. We want five stars. Because you know what? I want to give you fucking three stars. If you leave three stars, you leave us your name and number and where you work. I'll give you fucking three stars. Wait, we used to be, we used to make this promise. You write into us and tell us your business. If you show proof of five stars and you give us your business, we'll give you five. Oh stars. yeah, let's bring it. <laughs> let's bring it back. Let's bring this back. You leave five stars, right? And even better, let's start this. If you get friends that don't even listen to our show to leave five stars, and in their review they say who you are. Right, mm-hmm. we'll start adding those numbers up, and whoever does it the most, we'll do them. We'll give a nice reward. Maybe like Done. a dinner Let's, at our whoever studio. can gather the most stars for the most stars. A, a private yeah. dinner at our studio for you and a loved one. Right, but Cooked also they Chris have to write. Even if they don't listen to the Cooked show, by they have Chris to write Yang without a shirt on. <laughs> but even if even if they even if they don't listen to the show, they still have to write something nice about the show and your name. <laughs> Yeah, and spot and, and on Spotify. You can't do writing anything on Spotify, so you got to do that too. Bye.